You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. In a world filled with cigars, craft beer, comics, movies, and video games, only two men are brave enough to search out all things nerdy. It's the Cigar Nerds Podcast! And welcome to the Cigar Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Smokin' Joe, and we got a special guest this week. I I have returned. <laughs> Wait, I, I, I think, I don't know. So it's it's me, the infamous Brad Jackson, coming to you on the uh, Cigar Nerd Podcast. Oh, uh, yeah, he's in the country. He's not, like, called in uh, sick or... Yeah. There's still time. My stomach is doing a, a, a hate you today, so <laughs> there's there's that. I mean, there is, like, you know... A second episode in uh, in December, so you may be gone next week, but you're here this week. And <laughs> that's what counts. <laughs> and that's all that matters. I am in the now. And it is December. Also, we're recording this on December 11th, which is Magnum P.I. Day. This is when Magnum P.I. Pr- premiered uh, December 11th, 1980. Huh. I just popped up on somebody's Little... Instagram today. <laughs> I was like, huh, Magnum P.I. Day. Little did I know. But we're talking about another... Uh, uh, manly thing this week what are we smoking this week brad i haven't, uh, I haven't had a chance to ask that in a while usually i'm the one having to say that lately because the other person don't know so <laughs> this week we have the all maduro blackened cigar dubbed m81 by drew estate and in collaboration with james hatfield of metallica yeah and uh their blackened whiskey which i've not tried the blackened whiskey yet it's kind of like, there's several, like the, whatever the rabbit hole is like, I've, there's several like uh, cigars I've smoked that are whiskey kind of inspired that I'm like, I should try their whiskey and see how it goes. But yeah, this motherfucker is like, we like Maduro here, but this thing is all fucking Maduro. That's why it's called blackened. Uh, I mean, well, that, and that's what their whiskey's called, but yeah, Mexican San Andreas wrapper binder is Connecticut river Valley broadleaf Maduro filler is Nicaragua Maduro and Pennsylvania broadleaf Maduro. It should have a dark, bold, and unapologetic uh, espresso leather and dark chocolate uh, flavors. Brutal. <laughs> give me fuel. Give me fire. Give me black <laughs> I gotta say, cigar desire. This is only the second one I've smoked. The first one I smoked, which was the... Because uh, they only come in like kind of small ring gauges, uh, was the uh, Churchill version, and I almost like threw up the first time. Not anything bad about the cigar, but... Literally, I hadn't smoked in like four months because of my surgery, and it was like my first day back of smoking, and I went straight to the Diablo, and then I and then this just got into the shop. I'm like, ooh, I've been wanting to try that. So I bought one of those and tried to do two cigars in one day on my first day back. So I'm at the house watching a movie. I get about halfway through, and I'm like, ooh, my stomach don't feeling good. I had to get up and like get some fresh air, breathe a little bit, because I thought I was going to puke. And then I sat is, back is down. Is that what I'm feeling then? Since, you know, I haven't smoked a cigar in a couple of months. <laughs> yeah, you may have, like, uh, uh, overdid it on your on your first one back. You might have to, you know, hit the pause button, go get some air. But yeah, I literally, like, went out for, like, five minutes, came back, sat back down, lit it up. And my wife is like, didn't you just nearly puke? I'm like, yeah, but I'm not a fucking quitter. <laughs> I'm going to finish this bitch. <laughs> I'm a quitter. Well, I mean, technically, I finished my first cigar of the day. The second one is proving to be eluding um, just because. It's, it's okay. You're a bitch. We, it's, it's, it's fine. <laughs> I, 
I'm, I'm, I'm perfectly fine being a little bitch. It's like working out. You don't work out for a while. You got to start at lower weights than you and then you uh, started with last time. That's it. I'm, I'm going to, uh, <laughs> I guess, start my cigar journey all over again. So I'm going to go with a uh, nice wine tip, black and mild. <laughs> you got to go back to some Connecticut's. <laughs> Bring I out the super mild uh, Fuentes or something. I I can't recall. Like I think I had a Perdomo Connecticut or something that I tried to smoke, and even in my cigar infancy, I was not one to really enjoy that light airy like. Fl- it's like, almost like smoking a cigarette to me. Yeah. It's like you know, I, I guess because I jumped straight in with the darker cigars because i don't do anything like light and work my way up i'm like nah fuck that i'm, I'm gonna jump right in <laughs> but like yeah now trying connecticut cigars or milder cigars i'm just like this has no no flavor to me and you know they say it's medium to full-bodied it's it it i gotta say for my last one the more you smoke of it the more kind of full-bodied it gets but it does start off like a nice medium it, it works your way into it's like it's like listening to Metallica, you know, some of those songs, they start off with like a nice, like kind of melody and then, you know, they, they don't just like kick you right in the teeth. They, they start you off slow and then, you know, the fucking bass drops and you're, <laughs> and you have a seizure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, brutal. But it is December. So we're, we're going to talk about Christmas movie this, uh, <laughs> this week. And, and um, you know, before we go into all the details, I just want to start by saying how pleasantly surprised I was with that. Because just, you know, we're, we're going to be talking about Violent Night. And, you know, to me, like, it actually was like a wholesome, like, storyline-driven film. Like, I wasn't <laughs> expecting that. I, I, I thought it would literally just be... Mindless, you know, Santa Claus doing, you know, tactical Santa shit, but it was so much more than that, and that that yeah, was we're a gonna have pleasant a, surprise. We're going to have a lot to talk about, and if you have to fight off terrorists on uh, Christmas Eve, you should call in the Strikeforce. Strikeforceenergy.com, promo code CigarNerds for 20% off your order. Won't weigh down your sleigh with uh, their tiny little tin pouches. Yeah, it, they even come in elf size. <laughs> oh, but with that... We will be a right ho 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 back. Who is he? Because he's not your typical mall Santa. Santa, are you there? Daddy said you were very busy tonight. My name is Trudy Lightstone. Are you going to help us, Santa? Yeah, Trudy. Santa? You're on my nice list. Santa Claus is coming to town. Time for some season's beatings. Who the hell are you? Boss, what if he really is the real... no such thing as Santa. These bad men... They're all on my naughty list. Naughty. That's naughty! Ho, ho, ho! It's Christmas time, bitches! Whoa, you can't say that. That'll get you on the naughty list. 
probably already on the naughty list. You can't say ass either. It's anus. So <laughs> yeah. a technicality is you can get away you with gotta, it. you got to use medical terminology. Yes. Technically, that is correct. Yeah, so we're talking about Violent Night uh, starring David Harbour from a little show we like to talk about, uh, Stranger Things, uh, directed by Tommy Wicola. Wicola, however you pronounce that. But yeah, like Brad was saying uh, before the during the intro, I expected this to be like, I mean, we did like the... Uh, Christmas horror movies episode. I expected this to be just like a B movie freaking, uh, just like, you know, novelty type movie, but they managed to make a kind of heartfelt spirit of Christmas movie wrapped up in this violent action film. And like this thing had way more substance to it than, Warranted or expected. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, I just went, I don't know, maybe about several days ago. And I would say that the theater auditorium was probably about, you know, half, maybe a little over halfway filled with people. But, you know, like generally, like there was audible laughter erupting, you know, or like with some of the gory effects, you know, people like, you know, kind of cringing. Like it was kind of cool just seeing, you know, how the entire auditorium was getting into the film. Yeah. Cause I went to see it. It was open in weekend, but it was like a Sunday and it was already in like one of the smaller theaters. I'm like, I don't think anyone expected this movie to be big, but I think this is one that's going to like build a big cult following as more people like find out about it because yeah, every um, we were in a small theater, but it was, it was still it was still pretty. See, we were in pretty one of well the larger auditoriums. So yeah, they've probably moved that yeah. since like I said because open a weekend it was like yeah, let's put it in the small theater and that little theater was full and now it's that like it's kind of moved up to one of the one of the bigger ones. I mean, this is definitely one like. I mean, Die Hard will always be a Christmas movie. This is another one that is going to have to make the yearly roster of, you know. Yeah, I mean, so far, budget of $20 million. It's made 29.2, so it's it's starting to uh, to make some money. And and I'm with you. Is I think as this gets onto streaming services and everything else, like... It's it's gonna gain a cult following, kind of like uh, the one we talked about what last year, the uh, Fat Man with Mel Gibson. Like that was cool, but I've seen it once. This I'm like I kind of want to go back and see it again. It's uh, I think this one has more kind of rewatchability than even the Fat Man, and I liked the uh, Fat Man when it came out. Yeah, I mean I I don't know. Like I'm I'm wondering. If I went into it with such low expectation that that it it exceeded your yeah, <laughs> I mean, like, ah, this is gonna be a dumb action movie. But then it's like, oh, fuck, I mean, this is granted, I, I like a dumb action movie. Like, don't get me wrong, I'm not hating on you know action flicks by any means. It just you know like storyline, emotional substance, and 
there was just a lot more, you know, to this film than just uh, I'm a washed up drunk Santa, and now it's time for me to go and kick some ass. <laughs> like, and like you mentioned, Die Hard being a Christmas film earlier, that this movie is, and that's like when people ask me like, what is Violent Night? I'm like, the short answer, it's Die Hard, but John McClane is Santa Claus. With a little bit of Home Alone, like rap disturbed into like you know, make shit weird <laughs> or awesome. But yeah, it it is uh, str- definitely awesome. There is definitely, and we'll get into more specifically later. But there's definitely stuff in this movie that are straight up Die Hard. It's like this is a Die Hard scene, like that they've just changed the setting and the characters. Like, this is like... I mean, literally, I think at some point, Hans Gruber, you know, fell off Nakatomi Tower during this <laughs> film. I mean, you've got the terrorists, other than their leader, Scrooge, played by John Leguizamo, are all German guys, nearly. So they kind of sound like Hans Gruber's people. You've got uh, the little girl, Gertrude, uh, who uh, are, are Trudy. Uh, you know, her parents don't have time to take her to see Santa Claus, so they give her a freaking walkie-talkie they find downstairs and be like... Oh, here, here's a direct line to Santa Claus. Well, when the shit breaks off, Santa Claus takes a walkie-talkie off a terrorist and ends up tuning into this girl's channel, and they're talking back and forth through the whole movie, kind of like Al and John and, and Die Hard. I mean, it's it, 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 even like the kind of the twist uh, reveal of the bad guys at the end is like, that's fucking straight out of Die Hard too. <laughs> it's like there's so many scenes that are like, so much so that like, it's like they like it's like a bunch of fans of Die Hard were like, we want to make our own Die Hard and we want to make it like an even more Christmas movie and like they exceeded at the excitement. You know, you tell somebody, hey man, make Die Hard but starring Santa Claus. They're like fucking done. Here you go. <laughs> yeah, and and I really like the the portrayal of the you know of Santa like. And for some reason, I forgot all about, you know, fucking David Harbour, like, playing Santa, but it all makes sense now. Yeah, I mean, he is, like, with, like, when you first introduce to him, before we even get into, like, the action, he's at a bar, like, taking a pit stop on his, uh, and, and talking to, like, another, another, uh, like, like mall Santa. Mall Santa. He's like, oh, hey, long you've been doing this. He's like, man, I started this shit. He's like, I've been doing it too fucking long. And he just goes drunk as shit, and he's like, you know, going off on this rant. He's like, man, it's all about, like, commercialism now. You give a kid something, his next question is like, where's the next thing? You know, it's it's all about greed anymore. It's not about, like, when I started doing this, it was about, you know, making people feel good. And, and you know, the but there's, like, no Christmas spirit anymore. Everyone is just, you know, gimme, gimme, gimme. He's like, this may be my last Christmas. Like, fuck all this shit. And, like, they're like... Dude, you're like so like. Are you driving night? He's like, yeah. The reindeers do most of the work. I just steer a little. Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, his just like uh, I don't know. Like when you first see him, he kind of reminds me of that just grumpiness of a uh, the, the fat it, man. It kind of reminds me of like the the bad Santa in a way. Yeah, it's like he talks about the world losing its Christmas spirit. Like fucking Santa Claus has like lost his. His Christmas spirit. He's just kind of a, a fucking drunk dude. <laughs> and then he, when he goes to leave, it's like, because at this point you don't know he's like the Santa Claus. The bartender's like, hey, that door goes to the roof. You're going out. The fucker's going to fall off the roof. Let me go stop him. And she chases him up the roof and he's like gone. He's like already like in the sleigh. She's like, 
oh my god, it's like, and she's like looking up, and you can hear like the sleigh bells and shit, and she's like, oh my god, it's it's actual Santa Claus, and then you're like, Bruh, just pukes up the side of the sleigh and just like fucking like slimes this woman. It's like, yep, that's what I feel like doing right now. <laughs> I don't have a rooftop or random woman, so um, I'll just projectile your direction. There's there's a plastic bag behind you. (laughs) Nah, that's that's no fun. Uh, Well, maybe you're just craving another cigar. You're like, oh, I've got the taste again. I need another one. That's why my body's like rejecting this. (laughs) No, I think it's, you know, I'm finally getting some decent, you know, smoke in my lungs and stuff again. So all the sickness that I endured, you know, the last few weeks like is is you know being pushed you know southward <laughs> it's like there were no quality cigars so you know i the germs had a way in uh, like i still stand behind our theory if we keep our lungs full of smoke there's no room for covid or germs yeah i was like you know it didn't get only got sick when i wasn't smoking i think it's had and you know had had a cold since I uh, <laughs> got back on the cigars. But yeah, we uh, we we spoke about uh, Trudy earlier, uh, played by Lee Bradley as Trudy Lightstone, and her estranged father had uh, 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 like her parents are divorced, separated, whatever. But he ends up uh, they ha- they're having to go to Grandma's annual Christmas party, and I guess he's talked the the wife into, into joining him. Cause he's got some kind of plan. And these are basically like rich politician family. Like the, the mother, uh, uh, Gertrude, uh, uh, Lightstone is played by Beverly D'Angelo is a fucking bitch. <laughs> She's basically like a corrupt. I don't even think you could say corrupt. I think you just got to say, Typical politician. Well, I don't think she's like an actual politician. She's more of a a corporate lobbyist or something where she's like the people kind of working on the fringes of the government that we all expect secretly control the government because they're the they're the rich assholes that are like passing money here and there. And apparently she's ripped off the government. Uh, She was given a bunch of money to supposedly send over to secretly to the Middle East and it it got lost and now she has like 300 million in her basement uh bunker safe that uh some naughty got boys are coming to steal on christmas <laughs> those naughty naughty boys and like pretty much like straight up a diehard they're like we're going to break in on christmas there's less people here we can use the family as hostages and most of their crew are pretending to be because this is like a pretty secure house uh yeah they're all pretending to be uh caterers or servers and stuff and all going by you know christmas themed uh aliases like you know scrooge and gingerbread and candy cane and whatever that one little crazy dude was named the (laughs) i'm mistletoe (laughs) yeah I'm partridge in a pear tree. <laughs> All right, what would your Christmas uh, code name be? <laughs> My Christmas code name Holly. <laughs> you need a partner named Jolly. It's like yeah. Holly and Jolly, get over here. 
I'd be frosty. That sounds pretty cool. <laughs> frosty would be good, you know. Um, or that's the guy that brings all the cocaine to the party. It's like Frosty the Snowman. <laughs> yeah, I see what you did there. <laughs> Snow. Uh-huh. Got it. Air quotes. <laughs> so, yeah, terrorist uh, be mistletoe. take over Nakatomi uh, house. <laughs> yeah, we traded a tower for a compound. Yeah, and yeah. speaking of the diehard references, did you notice the name of like the gate security guy? Al? Yeah. <laughs> but Al doesn't... Uh, he gets welcomed to the party quite early. <laughs> he, gets, he gets, like, the first one. Yeah, to, I was kind of sad get... to see that one. Yeah. We didn't get a get an Al uh, Santa moment. Poor Al. R.I.P. Al. Poor little uh, nog out for your homie. <laughs> uh, Are you a fan of eggnog? I'll drink it, but it's one of those, like, you almost feel like you need to drink it because it's Christmas. <laughs> it's like, I'm not, like, in July going, dude, you know what I need? It's fucking nog. It's like drinking an alcoholic milkshake that's melted. It's it's no longer frozen. It's, it it's kind of has that consistency of, like, melted ice cream. But it's like, oh, and getting drunk off a of nog is not a pleasant experience. It's just, no, it's, my, it's one of those, you, you have one with a little bit of whiskey, you know, and you'll be like, all right, cool. I've done the required Christmas thing, but yeah, it's not something I'm going to like enjoy. <laughs> we need to do a required Christmas thing soon. Cause it's almost Christmas. Rummus. <laughs> yeah. We missed out on rumsgiving. So, yeah. you know, I had to not be a bad influence for you. <laughs> oh yeah. It's like, fucking going to a Christmas party the other, last night and I'm like, there's a lot of great food here but I can only eat such a tiny amount. What's the one thing I want to eat? Because I can't eat like a little of everything. <laughs> I can maybe eat a little of three things. That's <laughs> that's all I've got. Oh, I got... That you, just, you just take little spoonfuls, <laughs> you know? I don't know what I ate because it was some kind of Indian dish but it was fucking good. So I think I chose uh, chose wisely. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, what about all the awesome Indian dishes you missed out on? Yeah, like I said, I... That you'll never know, because... My they, problem with, like, going to an Indian better. restaurant or something, like, I just have to order, like, some sort of a sampler, because <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can don't know never, you know, remember what I like, or, you know, I'll try something and be like, oh, that was good, and then never will I remember to... So we used to have like an Indian buffet right by my office. We used to... That was easy because I was like, all right, I can just like pick things off the 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 bar here. I don't have to like read a menu and understand hey, what this is. a buffet would be real easy for you now. It's not, it's like, doesn't make economical sense. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, it's a waste of money to go to a fucking buffet. I mean, dude, it says all you can eat. <laughs> yeah, I can eat a taco and a half. That's like my capacity right now. <laughs> I get I just take one spoonful out of each bowl, and then there's my <laughs> my food. Enjoy your breadless burgers. Oh. Although I've I've found like that's that's gonna be a weird tangent to go down. Fucking hamburgers. <laughs> Although there was you know a couple of great scenes that you know reminded me of hamburger meat <laughs> in this film. Yeah, I mean. 
this thing was fucking bloody at times. And I was like, they did not shy away from, it is a violent night. But yeah, they'll have those moments where like Santa's talking to the kid and reassuring her. And it's like, and kind of, yeah, you and see kind of finding his Christmas spirit again. Yeah. Too. It's like, like, this has like so much fucking heart for a movie where a guy just got thrown into a, uh, a fucking snow uh, blower and <laughs> or a wood chipper or whatever the fuck that thing was. No, I think that's something for snow. <laughs> I would, I would put that on, you know, a a snow blower. I don't know. We we don't get copious amounts of snow to like. That's just not something you're gonna find in people's garages where we live, my friend. <laughs> so I, I think that's a snow tool though. Oh, there was a uh, frosty in the crew. Uh, according to this, the names of the henchmen were Tinsel, Techie, I guess was the hacker, Frosty, uh, Sugar Plum, Candy Cane, <laughs> and uh, Krampus Gingerbread. Krampus, that was the one, the weird henchman that wanted to uh, cut the dude's nuts off. <laughs> and of course, uh, Mr. Scrooge. Yeah, this film really, you know, I always had my suspicions on the Nutcracker, and <laughs> and this film really, really made me be like, no, nah, I don't, I don't need one of those. <laughs> yeah, that's like one of the things that it is like, they're like, you know, Gertrude is like a hard bitch, and she, they're like, give us the code to the vault, and she's like, I ain't telling y'all shit, and she's like, they're like, all right, get out the Nutcracker, and like grab her son, who's uh, Trudy's dad, and's like, yo, fucking smacks him in the balls and they're like that that's not that's a nutcracker you gotta get his nuts in there and he's like dude i'm not pulling his dick out and like and he's like and cramp is like i'll pull his dick out <laughs> and he's like freaking tries like you know damn get him in the in the the big nutcracker because <laughs> you know breaking oh. his finger wasn't uh wasn't enough to uh, get him to talk that makes my stomach hurt even worse just <laughs> thinking about that if i don't see some flattened balls like <laughs> Oh, what I want for Christmas is to not see flattened balls. <laughs> <laughs> so be careful around your nutcrackers at homes, kids. <laughs> Those are for walnuts, not for man nuts. Oh, God. <laughs> Reminds me of our tubing trip. <laughs> oh, oh. I hit my nuts on a rock. <laughs> We've had many, many misadventures. We need to have many more misadventures. Oh. But yeah, we get introduced to, you know, <coughs> Santa shows up at the house and it's like, wow, they got like the homemade cookies. This shit's, this is the shit. But he's like, this fucking milk sucks. Hey, there's a bar. Dude, <laughs> who, who had the idea to be like, I get the cookies, right? Cookies, they can sit out on a plate. It's fine. A glass of milk just sitting for hours on end is not going to be an enjoyable experience. Like Santa, go get some salmonella. <laughs> like, how did we land on that? Uh, no idea. <laughs> oh, but he's like, yeah, fucking pours the milk out, pours himself a nice glass of whiskey, starts dipping his cookies in whiskey, and he's like, oh fuck, they got a massage chair. I'm gonna take a little break. Fucking starts getting a massage and like dozes off. And like you know, misses like the terrorists taking over the house till you know you hear some some gunshots, and by that time like you know 
terrorist finds him, he's like, oh, fuck. Oh, holy shit. Oh, holy shit. <laughs> and says to fight the first terrorist and, like, put some rounds through the roof and scares the, uh, the reindeer off and they just fucking leave him. <laughs> he's like, you motherfuckers. <laughs> so now he's, like, stuck here like John McClane. And he can't even, he's, like, so low on Christmas spirit or maybe it's because he's, like, full of, you know, other Christmas spirits. He can't even, like, you know, zap himself up the, uh, up the chimney. He's, like, you know, low on, uh, <laughs> low on power. Oh. <laughs> uh, and just kind of like, you know, gets in like a brutal fight with that first guy. I mean, ends up like stabbing him in the eye with a, with the yeah, star that, off the Christmas tree. That almost tree. gave me like hostile vibes. Like, I know. Or was it, uh, I don't think it was the second guy. It was like that guy, he ends up like throwing out a window and he like impales himself on a, on, on on all a the big uh, icicle. icicle or something. But yeah, that other fight where he's like, you know, still kind of getting his groove back and like, hits you know, there's like guys trying to strangle him with a with a cord of lights and he ends up stabbing in the dude in the face with a with the the tree topper and then plugging it in and like just fucking frying the guy i was like god damn this is like some brutal shit <laughs> yeah that i don't know something about the eyes man like that that just i almost feel the pain like <laughs> Just like the fucking dude's head catching on fire and shit. I'm like, oh, that's some like uh, Green Mile shit right there. <laughs> that's your brain on drugs. <laughs> oh, that's your brain on Christmas spirit, motherfucker. But oh, I like now I'm on the naughty list. <laughs> I like our kind of first clue that Santa Claus may not just be a, a fat jolly old man. Is like he gets a little cut in that fight. So he's talking to the girl on the on the uh, walkie talkie. He's like taking his jacket off to like and like patching it up with like. Christmas paper and uh, some like Christmas wrapping and shit, and like you know, you're fixing his wound. But when he takes his shirt off, I mean, he's all dad bodied up, but he's like covered in like fucking Norse tattoos and shit. I'm like, ooh, Santa's like seen some shit. <laughs> he's all like tatted up and shit. This is like biker Santa Claus all of a sudden. And then you know, starts talking to the kid and getting into his backstory. And he's like, you know. Wasn't always uh, Saint Nicholas, you know. About sixteen hundred years ago, I was known by another name, Nicola the Red. And apparently, like Santa Claus was a badass fucking Viking warrior with a with a hammer he called like Skull, skull Smasher or Skull, skull Crusher. Crusher. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's like, oh shit, Santa, Santa knew some shit back in the day <laughs> before he gave up war to bring joy to all the you know boys and girls. <laughs> And speaking of diehard references, I like when he's in one of those like first fights and he's going through his like bag of toys where he can pretty much just pull anything out and he's like trying to find something he can use as a weapon and he's like video game, video game, fucking diehard Blu-ray, god damn it. <laughs> he's like doesn't he doesn't even have to know he just pulls the box, he knows exactly what it is. He's like, but he's like diehard Blu-ray. What happened finally, to like, the days of, you know, here, I need a baseball bat. Yeah, he's like, or a red like, rider BB gun. He's like, none of these fucking kids ask for a baseball bat or something. I think he finally pulls out like a golf club at some uh, uh, yeah, that he finds, but yeah, it's like that uh <laughs> I was like diehard Blu-ray. I got you, Santa. That's that's pretty funny. <laughs> I I wish I had a magical bag. So his bag is just basically a glorified TARDIS. Pretty much. It's kind of like, uh, remember when we watched uh, the Santa Chronicles? Where it was like Santa's bag was just basically a uh, portal to the the toy uh, factory. So like, you know, he could just kind of reach in there and upload shit from, from the elves and stuff. So it was like, that's how it holds like all the Christmas presents. This is basically like a, a fucking 
portal device. It's, he's got a wormhole in a sack. That's <laughs> basically what Santa has. <laughs> a wormhole in a sack. I like it. I'll allow it. I think oh. we need to do a scientific theory on how plausible that could be. <laughs> I do like, because the girl, like, she tells her dad, she's like, we watched uh, Home Alone last night. And she's like, first time she'd seen Home Alone. So, like, as soon as she escapes from, like, the terrorist and, and Santa's like, go find somewhere to hide. She's like, hides up in the attic. And he was like, she's like, I'm going to set up Home Alone type traps. And her traps are like, it's like, you know, the, I've seen, like, these things about, like, how damaging would the uh, Home Alone, like, traps actually be. But, yeah, hers is, like, legit fucking people up. <laughs> they come in, they see, like, the glue with, like, nails and shit everywhere, and they're like, really? This ain't shit? And then it's like, she he goes, like, step over the nails and climb up the ladder, and she's, like, cut slices out of the ladder, so the ladder collapses, and he lands, like, ass first on the nails. <laughs> I don't know, that one nail, like, through the, the mouth. Oh yeah, that one. I was like, "Oh, that <laughs> that that looks like it suck." <laughs> and fucking like homegirl just like steps on him and gets up the ladder, and then she's got like a thing like dropping freaking bowling balls. Dude finally gets his ass off the nail, and like fucking bowling ball falls up, knocks him out again, and he fucking <laughs> lands on the nails again. It's like yeah, her her like Christmas traps are like legit like fucking killing people and shit. I mean, I kind of feel like. A lot of the Home Alone traps would have been deadly, too. Yeah, it's nice to see them actually, you know, be deadly. It's like, you know, even the kids getting in on the uh, the action. She's like, Santa, are we going to kick some ass? She's like, he's like, hey, don't say that. You'll get on the night list. What about butt? Butt's kind of borderline. How about anus? All right, technically anus is a medical... Yes, you can say kick anus. <laughs> <laughs> oh... But I also like, too, how they portrayed the naughty and the nice list, where it's just, you know, kind of holds up the scroll and it's like, aim it at the person, their name appears, and, you know. And she, she, yeah, he, like, just pulls it up and it's like, all the terrorists, it's like, naughty, naughty. And it tells you, like, all the offenses that got him naughty, and he's like, all these people are on my naughty list. And what do we do to people on the naughty list? We kick anus. <laughs> oh... And I like the the other, like the family, like I said, you know, like mom's like this greedy kind of political lobbyist. And then her, like, you know, her son, he's douchebag adjacent he, and he's trying to like get out of the family, but you know, Trudy and her mom's normal. But then you got his sister who's like all about sucking up to mom to get the money. And she's got this wannabe actor, uh, boyfriend or, or husband who's <laughs> they call him Jean-Claude Van Dumbass or something like that <laughs> he's like the wannabe action guy and he's the first one to like just fucking take off and leave them all there <laughs> just pusses out of like, course dude I, if they didn't have guns I could totally kill like three or four of these guys and the second he gets a chance he like just fucking runs <laughs> and they got the the son who's like the douchebag TikToker yeah it's your boy Lightman or whatever the fuck his name was it's like uh, I was like, oh, these are all the people I hate. I kind of want these terrorists to kill these people. <laughs> hey, they do it for the gram. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, all right, yeah, like, Trudy, save her, Santa, but the rest of these assholes, you can, you can go ahead and let the terrorists have them. They're kind of kind of D-bags. <laughs> I think it was kind of designed that way. Like, I was like, who do I cheer for? Because <laughs> I kind of don't like any of these people. <laughs> oh... Yeah, because the big reveal is they do break into the vault, and it's fucking empty, because Son had already stolen the money. 
he's like, that's the one way to get out of the the family is just to take all mom's money because she's already stolen it from the government. She can't like report it, and this will set us up to a. Uh, but even the mom's like, all right, you know, I kind of respect it. Like that's like. Like, the rest of the family's kind of, you know, fucking worthless, but you at least had the balls to steal from me, so I kind of kind of respect your your uh, <laughs> yeah. your decision here. There was yeah. an attempt. It may get us all killed, but, like, you showed initiative. I kind of <laughs> kind of got to respect that shit. Oh. Uh, but, and then you get these, the Die Hard 2 reveal, because, you know, of course this lady has a private security team. She's like, you know, my son or something was kidnapped, and... And, uh, you know, my, my father or my brother was kidnapped. My father didn't pay the ransom. Like we have, and no one ever found those guys because, you know, we have our own private security group called the kill team. And he's like, Oh yeah, I know your kill team. We got 30 minutes before they get here. I know, I know what your kill team, like I've seen their dicks. He's like, I know everything about your kill team. Well, the kill team shows up and it's just like fucking die hard too, where the, the army, uh, rescue team that's supposed to show up to uh, take on the terrorists turn out to be bought off by the terrorists and it's like oh shit now I'm, I'm not dealing with six guys i'm dealing with a team of like hardened uh green berets or special forces guys it's like shit's gotten a whole lot more difficult for old uh old santa claus and he's like holed up in the in the barn and he's talking to the girl and it's almost like when mclean got uh his feet all cut up and he was like in the bathroom talking to al and he's like i don't think i'm gonna make it like if like once this is over like, uh, if you find my wife, you'll, by then you'll know how, like, you know, tell her she was right, you know, and I love her, yada. You know, he's kind of telling the kid, like, you know, sorry, I don't think I'm gonna be able to do this. And she's like, no, like, you're fucking Santa Claus. Like, you, uh, you know, you've granted all our wishes. Make a wish for yourself. And he's just like, well, if I got one wish, I just wish to see my wife one last time. And his wedding ring falls off and starts rolling across the floor. So he's chasing it and it rolls right up to a sledgehammer. And he's like, ooh head skull crusher 2.0 and goes like full f- and she's like all right santa you know kick anus and he goes full viking warrior on these like uh special forces guys and just starts fucking dudes up with that uh that <laughs> with that sledgehammer oh yeah dude like i mean he goes full nikolai the red i'm like holy shit like this is like the most badass like action sequence i've <laughs> i've seen in a while yeah i mean just the the choreography and the fight sequences and every like like that was kind of the weird thing. Like the the build up to the action was a little bit slow rolling. Yeah, he was kind of like you know he was successful in his fights, but he was kind of taking a lot of damage. He was kind of struggling with it, and then he finally like just fully embraced like no, I am Nikola, and just starts fucking trashing dudes. He's like, oh shit, this is uh... <laughs> Santa has had enough. <laughs> I have found my Christmas spirit. <laughs> and it's called a sledgehammer. <laughs> I just love the fact that, you know, Trudy's just like, Skull Crusher! <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, and the son finally, you know, breaks down and tells them, like, because uh, they're going to, they finally capture the girl. And he's like, all right, you know, the... Money's hidden underneath the uh, the uh, nativity scene. I was going to sneak it out in the morning. So the you know the surviving terrorists like uh, you know go to go to get the money and they're like all right kill the family. But of course Santa shows up and uh, takes care of everybody. Uh, and uh, I like that he's like 
I'm an old Viking. Like, I've been, like, delivering Christmas presents for, like, 1,500 years. Does anybody know how to work one of these rifle things? <laughs> yeah. And Trudy's mom's like, I used to go hunting with my dad. I think I can do it. And he's like, all right, cool. Give me some cover. <laughs> and she starts, like, sniping dudes as he's, like... And then you got the cool uh, fucking snowmobile chase scene, like, like in Die Hard 2. <laughs> but then, like, the whole family gets on, like, you know, in on the act of, you know... Fucking up terrorists. Yeah, like at that point, like you know, like God, they kind of redeem themselves, you know, in in some regards. <laughs> oh, yeah, but I mean, it's that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, backing it up, some of the, like I said, the dude in the the freaking snowblowers. <laughs> Uh, it's just like fucking just spraying blood out out the top. Well, so I I think for me, uh, one of the memorable highlights is where Santa's got the the terrorist and does a little tap of the nose, and Santa shrinks to go through the chimney. The terrorist does not, so there's just that you know dismembered like corpse. <laughs> Like, yeah, that's like the final fight with him and John Leguizamo where they're, they end up in like a abandoned cabin and shit. And he's got like, like, uh, like actual boots with the, like, you know, made for walking on ice. Cause he, he just got off the, uh, the snow. So Santa's like slipping and falling and, and Leguizamo's like kicking his ass there for a minute and like fucking him up. And he finally like, there's a, an out, like. Like you see these all these time where like an old house is burned down. There's nothing left but the old like brick chimney, and they're fighting there in front of a chimney. And he's like, "Oh yeah, this is the, this is the chimney." He's like, "He's like, I've still got the Christmas spirit, bro." And like grabs him and just tink kids his nose and like thunk, just sucks him through and just just fucking just shreds him. Just like and like he's like just covered in blood. I was like, "That's fucking awesome." Even like earlier in the movie, like when they capture him for a minute, and it's like Leguizamo and uh, and two of his henchmen, and he's like, because they've all been going by names. He's like, all right, like Gary or whatever his fucking name is. Like you know, you were bad because of this, this, and this. And he's like, how does he know your name? He's like, I don't know. He's like, you know, fucking some security guard or something. Like, what if he's the real Santa Claus? He's like, oh yeah, I also know you, your name and your name and your, you know, fucking just starts telling him all this shit. And they're like, this is bullshit. Like, uh, you know. And it's like you start pulling all the thing, the legs on it. It's not the real Santa Claus. He like burns the bag, and then he ends up you know shooting up the chimney and getting away. And they're like, "Where the fuck did he go?" And he's like, "He climbed the chimney." He's like, "Dude, he was fe- there's no way he fit up that chimney." I think he's the real Santa Claus. He says, "Not the real Santa Claus." Shut the fuck up. <laughs> but like the Germans are like, "Nah, I think that's the real Santa Claus." <laughs> that dude just did some shit that nobody can explain. Might just be Santa. Or he's a magician they hired for the party. <laughs> this guy just did some David Blaine shit. <laughs> it's all smoke and mirrors. What if there are like actual like r- real wizards out there in the world and they just like pretend to be cheap sideshow magicians? <laughs> like we we're so used to like acting magical that like we see like real magic and we're like, dude, how do you do that trick? That's pretty cool. Is is it like smoke and mirrors? It's like no, it's like the dark arts. Like you, you know, bought it from ho- the Hollywood store. Or <laughs> like no, like <laughs> this this is real magic. 
The Dark Arts, you know that book? Uh... <laughs> I've read the Necronomicon. <laughs> Not those Dark Arts. <laughs> you can't say that name. It's like Beetlejuice, you say it three times. Ash Williams shows up and <laughs> shoots a deadite. <laughs> oh, I gotta say, I like David Harbour as an actor. He's like, everything he shows up in, I'm like, Dude is... is... I'm, I'm always pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Like, he pulls off every role just just well. I mean, even... It wasn't... The, I mean, I still like uh, uh, the original Hellboy, but even his Hellboy movie was not bad. I mean, it it had some it's had some issues. I don't think it made a whole lot of money, so I doubt he'll get a second one. But, like, I there, there's not been anything I've seen him in where he's not, like, you know, pulled it off. I gotta, I gotta give me one of those, uh, you know, uh, that's his problem. I was like, man, I need one of those like, uh, Hopper, uh, ha- Hawaiian shirts for Dragon Con next year. But by the time that Dragon Con, I'm gonna be too skinny to be Hopper now. <laughs> be skinny Hopper. I'm like, I won't have the dad bod anymore. I'm gonna have to like, you know, hit the gym hard and bulk up to like, you know, pull that shit off. <laughs> nah, just get some pillows, dude. <laughs> Tape some pillows to yourself. It'll be fine. I'll have to dress up as skinny Kevin Smith now. <laughs> He's lost a bunch of weight. I can get me a silent bob coat and be <laughs> vegan bob. <laughs> oh. But yeah. <laughs> and then, like, uh, fucking the, the head of the Kill Squad guys, like, shows up after he's, like, shredded Leguizamo and, like, dumps a mag into him before, uh, grandma shows up and finishes him off but it's uh then apparently santa claus is uh tinkerbell <laughs> remember the old like peter pan like all right kids everyone say you believe in peter pan or believe in fairies and tinkerbell will come back to life <laughs> it's like he's like yeah i'm sorry i, I saved all y'all and then but uh yeah i'm dead and the kid's like, I believe in santa claus and the parents like i believe in your santa claus and then even like the douchebag tiktok kid is like Yo, I kind of believe in him too. And even even like hard ass grandma's like, all right, fuck it, I, I believe in Santa Claus too. And it like, you know, everyone gets the Christmas spirit back, and he he comes back to life. <laughs> I love the fact too that he never is like, I I don't know how this Christmas spirit thing works. It just it just happens. <laughs> yeah, that's the greatest. I'm like, how do you do that? And he's like, Christmas magic. I'm like, dude, I don't know how it works either. <laughs> I was given these powers by. You know, whomever, like, 1,600 years... It, it, it just works. I like, <laughs> I like that you... Because so many movies would try to, like, fucking explain shit, where he's just like, dude, Christmas magic. I don't know how it works. <laughs> it's like, you're fucking Santa Claus. You should, like, probably know that shit. <laughs> is that dark art, or is that Christmas magic? What? <laughs> but, yeah. I do that to the kids all the time. They're like, how'd you do that? Ninja magic. <laughs> I don't know how it works. It just <laughs> I put my mind to a thing and a thing occurred. <laughs> oh, break out some gingerbread and some whiskey. I, I, once I'm able to drink again, I'm going to try that dip in uh, cookies and whiskey. I've not, t- I've not tried Santa's method, but you know, I can't knock it till you tried it. Get full of some Christmas cheer. <laughs> Speaking of which, they did that. The uh, demo ranch has been doing the 25 days of Christmas. So it's like every day of December up to Christmas, it's a new gun that he's not used with a Christmas-themed target. So the first day, it was an MP5 
shooting VHS copies of Die Hard to see how many <laughs> copies of Die Hard a bullet could go through. But one day, he's like, we can't say beer on YouTube, so we're shooting Christmas cheer. And he had like three fold-out tables this size full of beer and was like shooting Christmas cheer. <laughs> what is that? Alcohol and guns? Is that probably... It's, it's fine as long as you're not drinking it. <laughs> you can use alcohol as a target. You're just not supposed to consume the alcohol and uh, <laughs> and shoot it at the same time. Makes sense. <laughs> I like the reindeer shit. Finally, shit. before when he first lands on the house, he ends up stepping in reindeer shit. And he's like, "All right, which one of you fuckers left this?" And he's like, "Was it you, Blitzen?" <laughs> like, yeah. And they're all the reindeers like hey, Rudolph would have never did this. <laughs> yeah. Like, Oh, fuck you guys. <laughs> but then they show back up like after after you know everyone's dead and he's like, "Where the fuck did you pussies go? <laughs> You'll just leave me here to deal with this shit." And thing fucking Rudolph wouldn't have left me. And then he like looks in the sleigh like, "What? You went all the way to North Pole and got my spare bag?" And they're like, and he's like, "And skull crusher?" <laughs> and like there's like a note from Mrs. Claus, "Thought you might need this." <laughs> He's like, damn it, I can't stay mad at you guys. <laughs> oh. Skull crusher. <laughs> oh. Damn. They needed metal ocalypse in this uh this movie. <laughs> Brutal. You get your axe. Check. <laughs> Body bag check. <laughs> I mean, I've been wanting like a fucking uh, James Reese hatchet. I, ca- I kind of want a, a Warhammer now. <laughs> Santa fucking up people with a sledgehammer got, gave me ideas. I'm like, I need a sledgehammer in my weapons collection. <laughs> I mean, you I know. A, I need a Viking Warhammer. <laughs> I mean, you got enough hair, you could tie it back. You, you, you could be a Viking warrior. <laughs> I don't know if they were bald Vikings or not. That's why they wore those helmets with the horns, man. It covers it up. <laughs> you get you one of those furry helmets and in fact having too much hair you wouldn't be able to get to like the the fucking helmet on you know so you know there, there were some options for having uh short-haired vikings probably okay <laughs> just gotta get a sweet viking beard get some norse runes tattoos <laughs> I don't, it's, it's like it's like the guys that get the Japanese tattoos. I don't know what any of this shit says, but it looks badass. <laughs> Why am I glowing? <laughs> I don't know. Christmas magic. <laughs> don't know how it works. <laughs> like, Joe, I can never help you with a podcast again. I am now Santa Claus. <laughs> it's like the Tim Allen thing. You just It's like every year you suddenly get fat and your beard turns gray. <laughs> We have, we have to take December off. I accidentally... Wait a second. I, don't, I, I feel like that occurs multiple times throughout the year. <laughs> I don't know. Like, so... Something this movie left the desire is, one, we never see a North Pole. Two, we never get to meet Rudolph. Like... I just, but I like he admits that he's like fucking Rudolph wouldn't leave me. <laughs> but then Rudolph is like he, he's like that uh, he's kind of like in, he's the kicker. 
he's not on the field the whole time. He's just, you just bring him out when you need him. It's like, all right, weather's clear this year. You get this year off, Rudolph. <laughs> the other reindeer's like, fuck, we got to work this whole got every goddamn Christmas. You know, as long as it's not foggy, Rudolph, you know, fucking uh, <laughs> gets the day off. And what if it gets foggy like halfway through the night? Does like Rudolph, like, hey, Rudolph, meet us over Norway. It's starting to get a little foggy out here. <laughs> Why not just keep him around all the time, just in case? And I always kind of felt like he was the leader of the pack, you know? Shout out for the underdog. <laughs> oh, speaking of uh, uh, Christmas thing, fucking, I think it was during the uh, the uh, kill team fight when Santa gets the uh, the fucking uh, ice skates and puts them on his hands like fucking boxing gloves and just starts slicing motherfuckers up with, with the ice skates. I was like, oh damn, that's. <laughs> I do like a good improvised weapon. <laughs> Just I mean, slicing dudes up with that thing. Kind of felt like this whole film, for the most part, was an improvised weapon. Like, you know, Trudy with her little Home Alone-esque <laughs> traps, but, you know, Santa just having to adapt to every situation and use whatever. Like, just fucking taking the Christmas ornaments and, you know smashing them over people like it's gonna take a lot of ornaments <laughs> and fucking frying people with it and I, I do like whoever did the fight choreography for this it's like Santa wasn't like a ninja like he wasn't like doing like badass martial arts he's like more of a brutal style like brawler like you know he's he's got that viking background so they're like they didn't like you know try to like make him into Jackie Chan and give him like, you know, badass like uh, ninja moves. He's like, no, nah, he's like just a fucking straight up like beast. Like fucking has like a very savage fighting style, <laughs> which, you know, being a you know, former big guy myself, sometimes brute force makes up for a lot of bad technique. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I like fighting very technical people. Cause it's like, sometimes it's like, nah, I'm just power through that shit. <laughs> I'm going to take a hit and then like headbutt you in the face. <laughs> with my face it's like Mike Tyson says everyone has a plan until you get punched in the face <laughs> or you lose an ear that is also distracting <laughs> <laughs> oh I bit his ear I was like I remember there was like somebody, some fucking uh, uh, parody song it was uh, called uh, it was like I bit his ear I bit his ear <laughs> And I feel like this movie, like I said, it was surprising to us, but I didn't really see a whole lot of, like, ads for this movie leading up. Like, I think it was, like, maybe a couple weeks out that we started seeing, like, the ads and shit. Like, other movies, we we know about that shit for, like, a fucking year in advance, where this was just like, hey, guys, got a Christmas movie. I'm like, oh, yeah, when's this? Co- oh, fuck, it's coming out next week. <laughs> it's like... Yeah, I, I don't know that it received a whole lot of marketing but then too like watching the trailer like i kind of expected it to be like a netflix movie because netflix is a lot of times where there's like hey this is coming out in like two weeks especially if it's like not like maybe the second season of something where it's like hey surprise like uh here's a trailer for something that's coming out in like two or three weeks where this being a theatrical movie it was like oh this is coming in the theaters this is like yeah surprising that we heard nothing about this until especially when it's like you know, David Harbour's pretty famous at this point. And this is like, hey, surprise, we got a Santa Claus movie coming out, and he's going to kick the shit out of people. 
Yeah, I don't know. I, I wonder if maybe this was originally designed to be a made-for-Netflix or something, and, like, the production value took it to the next level. And it's like, no, this is this is better than Netflix-worthy. Yeah, apparently it had its uh, premiere at uh, New York Comic Con uh, in October. Uh, I mean, it's a Universal Pictures film, so yeah, I guess this was, yeah. But it's also like some action. They're action movies and horror movies are usually kind of cheap to make. You know, it's not like a Marvel movie that has like a fuck ton of effects where it's a hundred million dollars. I mean, this is a twenty million dollar film, but they, you know you know, kind of uh, usually make their money back unless they're horrible. But even then, when they go to video, usually cheap horror, cheap action finds a home eventually and, and, you know, makes their, their, their money back. And this is kind of like, it's, if they wanted to sequelize it, you could do a different family, a different thing, you know, they could, you know, you know, have Santa, you know, fighting a different terrorist you know, next next year <laughs> it's it's kind of a you know you don't have to like continue you know continue this this storyline you know you, it's it's like you can just put santa mclean in you know kind of any situation and <laughs> see what fuckery uh happens i was thinking a film called unholy night and it's jesus fucking people up <laughs> Jesus fighting like Satanists or something shit. <laughs> you know, no, fighting Santa, you know, because it's like, Santa, you are the reason for this commercialization. This this holiday is about me. I'm taking it back. Oh, no, we get like, we go from action movie to like full horror movie and we get Santa versus Krampus next, next time. <laughs> if Santa's real, maybe there's like a legit Krampus out there that Santa has to... <laughs> Yeah, dude, he was in the little five points the other weekend. <laughs> yeah. Rachel's got pictures with him. <laughs> I think I know that guy, actually. <laughs> One of my Netherworld buddies was posting a picture of his, like, Krampus is out and about. I don't know. I have seen, like, more haunts doing, yeah, like, I think, uh, Christmas-themed haunts. Like, uh... I don't Contagion. think Netherworld's doing it this year. They're doing a, uh, or I think they just did it like a lights on tour where you come through with the lights on. But I know Folklore was doing a Christmas haunt. Containment was doing like a one weekend, two weekend Christmas version of the haunt, which, I mean, Netherworld's done that in the past, but they haven't, uh, I didn't see them doing it this year. But yeah, it's like the the Christmas themed like you know, haunted house is like, ooh, I get a second second Halloween? Yeah, let's do this. <laughs> I think it'd be kind of cool to see the the Netherworld lights on thing, like maybe. Yeah, because I've never gotten, I haven't gotten to walk through the new house because I retired when they moved to Stone Mountain, so I've not been able to see that one with all the lights on. So you can kind of see it's kind of cool if you're a fan of like the art of making a haunted house, just to see how all the things look when you're not you know getting chased by people or it's like dark as shit. It's like it's kind of like interesting to see how that stuff looks with. With with the lights on and whatnot. So, is your stomach settled enough? Are you gonna Are you gonna try the the cigar? Any? Uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> Hashtag pooping. 
No, I think it's going to be hashtag vomiting. <laughs> like, my, okay. my stomach just feels like it's just churning. Like, it's <laughs> just not happy. You're going you're gonna to make uh, make that eggnog? <laughs> it so might what... look like eggnog. Oh, just when that, that fucking poor bartender just gets fucking slimed. <laughs> I laughed out loud in the theaters. It was like it was that was the first thing. I was like, and that was like there were so many like this like sequences in this I mean, movie yeah, where people the, were like cheering and laughing. The out comedy loud. was, was good. Like, the storyline was good. Like the this film delivered on a level that I just was not at all kind of expecting. Like I, you know. Like yeah. I said, you know, the, the, the build-up to everything is a little bit slow. But, you know, the characters that you're supposed to care about, you genuinely care about them, you know? Yeah. And it wasn't just, you know, I mean, it's it's the family's coming of age and, you know, the coming of age of Claus and, you know, realizing that he does have a purpose and... Yeah, yada, renewing yada, yada. His, his, not only, you know, giving the kid and family Christmas, but like renewing his own Christmas spirit. And even rarely do I recommend like seeing a movie in the theaters where I'm like, yeah, you can just wait till that shit comes out on video. This one, I think the movie's better seeing it with other people. I mean, just the, like I said, the experience of seeing in the theater and other people like laughing their balls off and cheering when terrorists get, you know, fucking fried. It's like, Oh, this communal exper- experience of seeing a movie is kind of sorely missed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, the the audience engagement was awesome. Like, uh, there's not too many movies, you know. Most of the time, it's you know, you don't hear anything but the rustling of you know, popcorn and hand jobs and other stuff. <laughs> like, but, yeah, I was I was pleasantly surprised, and this will be one that. I will have to put on my yearly yeah, must like watch. This and Die Hard will be my new uh, my new Christmas uh, tradition. Because right now, I always watch Die Hard Christmas Eve and time it so Hans Gruber drops at midnight. It's like that. That's how you signal in uh, the uh, Christmas. Uh, it's it's officially Christmas when uh, when Hans Gruber jump, uh, falls off of Nakatomi Towers. <laughs> And now maybe you'll have to be, uh, it's officially Christmas when John Leguizamo gets sucked up the chimney. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Just the effects were awesome. (laughs) It was almost Tarantino-esque at times. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I mean, just just bloody, bloody violence and then like a touching kind of family moment. (laughs) It's just like... Oh man, this just takes you from one end of the spectrum to the other. Um, so as we're getting down to the last five minutes here, you got any highlights? Or here's here's one. I've seen some. Who do you think would, if if we get a sequel, who do you think should play Mrs. Claus? Because Mrs. Claus sending him the Warhammer, like, hey, you may need this. Mrs. Claus, I think, is going to end up being a bad bitch. Could we do a Margaret Robbie? Maybe. Margot Robbie. <laughs> She's like fucking uh, 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 Harley Quinn, but <laughs> Christmassy. Oh, hmm. Not Cherry that, Moon. That, that would. Uh, 
Or how about the uh, the lady that plays Black Widow? Oh, Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's like because you know, Mrs. Claus, you know, kind of should be a little bit older. What about uh, what's her name uh, from uh, Terminator? Sarah Connor as Mrs. Claus. <laughs> I could see that, or or we just go full like uh, uh, Stranger Things, and we have uh, <laughs> what's her name is Mrs. Claus. Uh, uh, fucking Winona Ryder. <laughs> Trudy gets replaced by Millie Bobby Brown. <laughs> like, like we just do a complete like Stranger Things. Uh... Oh, speaking of which, dude, I just watched those Enola Holmes movies. I kind of ran out of shit to watch the other night, and I remember seeing like an ad for it. I'm like, I like Sherlock Holmes. That those two movies were actually pretty fucking good. I was surprised. There's another one that's uh, kind of action packed mystery, but also uh, family friendly. If you want to watch it with the kids. Well, this is the part of the show where I normally watch you, ask you uh, final thoughts on this here cigar, but uh, since you're about to puke yourself, I guess I'll just have to give mine, and I like it. Like, this, it's, it's got some strength, but yeah, it's that, that kind of, that chocolatey, the is espresso it as coffee. as, you know, advertised being all Maduro? Yeah, because with Drew Estates, it's hit or miss for me. Some of their shit's a little stays in the medium range it's a little bit even their darker stuff tends to be a little bit lighter than what i normally smoke but this being uh, kind of designed by by uh you know metallica and black and that's what the m81 stands for is because that's the year metallica was was uh founded and i smoke a lot of maduro cigars but normally you don't see maduro as a filler and a binder like you, there's not like and this being all maduro it's it's the coffee and the chop is is strong, but then also the strength. It's it's strong yet a little bit not sweet, but that kind of dark chocolatey coffee yeah uh, uh, ness to it, which I like. It's my only downside is I typically smoke a six sixty, and these only come in like smaller ring gauges. Like I said, the biggest one you can get, or the biggest one I found, is like a Churchill like seven by fifty two. So it it seems a little smaller, but I mean, we bought the small one because we just smoked a strong cigar, and like I said, my stomach's still kind of you know uh, building back up its resistance. So even the smaller one has lasted you know at least an hour, and I still got another two inches of cigar. So it's it's a good slow burn. So even if even those smaller ring gauge cigars, you're gonna get a full cigar experience out of it. It's not and like it's, a, you're over in ten minutes, and it's not like stupid expensive. I mean, the Churchills are like around twelve bucks. I think this the smaller one was like eleven. So it's it's a little bit stronger than that kind of ten dollar everyday smoke. I mean, more expensive, but it's not fifteen twenty dollar stick. So you know, yet. you can yeah yet and yeah, it's it's brand new. So it might uh, if it, as it gets more popular, might uh, go up in price, but. I'm down. Like I'd smoke a cigar with Hetfield and <laughs> talk about some some Metallica and maybe even drink some uh, some some of that blackened whiskey when I can drink again. <laughs> On that note, give him fuel, give him fire, give him gel with child desire. Another cigar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we'll be right back.
cup of cheer. Have a holly jolly Christmas, and when you walk down the street, say hello to friends you know and everyone you meet. Ho, ho, the mistletoe hung where you can see. Somebody waits for you. Kiss her once for me. You know what's amazing? Walking into your favorite bar or coffee shop and running into an author you absolutely love. Or bumping into an author you've never heard of before, but find your new favorite book. That's what we do on Drinking With Authors. You get to hear all the stories of what made the author's stories great and how they got there on their journey. So grab a drink and join us on Drinking With Authors. Yes, science! And welcome back. It's time for some science. Yes, science! (laughs) I'm ready to learn some shit. So what's the oldest pair of pants you have? Oh my god. I mean, I've had to throw out all my clothes, so mine's only about you know, two weeks old. But <laughs> I don't know. I think I have a pair of BMX pants from when I was a teenager that I stand no chance in hell of ever wearing again. <laughs> well, a pair of 165-year-old jeans uh, recovered from a 19th century shipwreck was just auctioned, and they made $114,000 on these jeans. Were they uh, Levi's? Yes, they were. You, you know you can't bust them. Apparently mm-hmm. not. <laughs> or drown them, in this case. <laughs> yes, there was a ship uh, that they refer to as the Ship of Gold uh, that was uh, recovered off the coast of uh, the Carolinas. And uh, they just recently had an auction of a bunch of uh, stuff, like a- items recovered from the ship, the SS Central America, that sunk in 1857. Uh, it was known as the Ship of Gold because it was sank during the gold rush and was traveling from California to the East Coast with like tons of gold and other items uh, and was uh, recently recovered in like the 90s uh, and again kind of in the early 2000s. Uh, they've pulled more stuff. Yeah, it, it was hol- holding 30,000 pounds of gold when it went down when it got hit by a hurricane uh, coming up the East Coast from from Panama. That's crazy. A lot of this, the gold and the other stuff is, uh, now owned by Manly managing partner of the California gold marketing group of Brea, which uh, owns the recovered items. And they said, basically the ship is like a time capsule from the California gold rush. And it's kind of a unique, uh, look at things from that, uh, that time period. Uh, so a lot of it's, you know, kind of in, that belongs in a museum. <laughs> uh, so yeah, these uh, these pants were uh, uh, found in a steamer trunk that belonged to John Dement of Oregon, a Mexican American War military veteran who was a first class passenger uh, and gold prospector on board the merchant ship. And yeah, these things look in surprisingly good condition for something that's 165 years old so yeah levi's they uh <laughs> they fucking hold up i think these pants up these new pants i'm wearing are levi's but and it hell all these people that want the fancy acid washed uh coloring i mean this 
throw them in the ocean for uh, you know 160 years and you can get like some <laughs> yeah. cool unique uh designs <laughs> like it's funny to me like people buy ripped up jeans and everything i'm like you paid more for stuff that I'm going to put holes in naturally. Yeah. Why don't you just put on some jeans and work hard? You'll get that same look, you cheap fuckers. <laughs> uh, and speaking of people being weird throughout history, uh, I, uh, a <laughs> piece of art found uh, in uh, what is now Turkey of a man wagging his willy at leopards uh, is discovered to be the world's earliest narrative art. <laughs> So even uh, in, uh, you know, long-ass time ago, dudes were still drawing penises on things. <laughs> so you guys drawing dicks in port johns you come from a long history of perverts. <laughs> it's been bred into us. <laughs> yeah, the scene was found on a Neolithic bench in present-day Turkey at the archaeological site of Seyberk which is around 11,000 years old. Uh, it uh, depicts a man being attacked by two, uh, two uh, whatever, lions or, or, or uh, panthers while holding his dick. <laughs> I guess it's one of those, I'm about to die. You know, I'm going to you know, spank off one last time to, uh, uh, to uh, you know, in defiance of my death. <laughs> what if this was supposed to be a club or something? Like... <laughs> Well, he's holding his club at Willie level, so <laughs> they said there was or a... maybe like a slingshot, <laughs> a shillelagh. I don't know, a cock launcher. <laughs> but yeah, this uh, this scene was found in a in a bench in a large communal structure that served as a space for celebrations and gatherings, which would have to have seating for for people that uh, <laughs> the uh, it's unclear. Who, uh, who is depicted in these scenes, uh, Dr. Osdegan believes, but they were important individuals, like kind of like a mythical f- figure or a person from history. So it's like, remember, you know, like, you know, old you know, Cletus who uh, defied uh, being attacked by lions by sh- showing his dick to him and it scared them away. I don't know. Some, <laughs> some local history. <laughs> so if you're getting attacked by mountain lions, just pull your dick out. <laughs> it will confuse them and they will run away. <laughs> I don't feel like that's an accurate statement. Uh, cigar nerds, you guys have contributed to approximately 27 deaths by mountain lion. Um, <laughs> people reportedly heard that uh, they should pull their dicks out. Maybe if Grizzly Man had just pulled his dick out, he wouldn't have gotten eaten by the Grizzlies. <laughs> you got to show dominance in this life, man. <laughs> It's like I almost got attacked by a dog one time. And I told him to shut the fuck up and sit down. And he's like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh. He's like, I wasn't expecting that. I mean, you, you got to be the alpha. Oh, There's apparently another one of a man shaking a, what looks like a rattle at bears that are attacking him. So, I don't know. Apparently this, you know, guys doing weird shit to animals is uh, quite common in the ancient world. Speaking of waving your willy. Uh, frozen frog sperm is a defense against and the amphibian apocalypse, which I didn't even know this was a thing. The amphibian apocalypse where the amphibians invade. No, apparently, uh, 40% of, of the amphibian species are considered endangered. According to Dr. Marissa Parat of zoos, Victoria, um, remember, uh, fucking beer fest. 
Yeah. That was what the one guy did for science was jerked off frogs. And apparently that's a real thing. <laughs> okay. Uh, yes, this uh, this uh, scientist basically has come up with a, a, a basically a way to preserve these amphibian species that are that are uh, becoming endangered and disappearing by extracting semen from various species to ensure ensure biodiversity, and has figured out a way to safely freeze them at you know negative. 300 degrees and then also be able to freeze them is not the hard part it's being able to unfreeze them without damaging them so they're useful to you know breed a new generation of frogs uh, so yeah this uh is kind of this new process she's uh she's developed uh allows the sperm to be safely frozen for long periods of time and then re uh established to you know, actually use um, one of the frogs they're currently trying to save is the Baba frog from uh, Australia, uh, one of their rarest amphibians, and uh, and also the spotted tree frog and stuttering barred frog are ones that they're currently using to save, and they're, they're kind of uh, getting success with that. But apparently, unlike uh, Homeboy and Beerfest, you don't actually have to jerk off the frogs they say it's quite easy to get semen from frogs apparently they just uh uh, inject them with hormones that makes them pee out their sperm and then they separate the sperm from the urine (laughs) to then preserve it (laughs) so is is that that gonna be the new the new drug uh we're gonna give you that uh that sperm shot you just take a shot and you jizz your pants (laughs) it's kind of like the orgasmo ray from uh (laughs) orgasmo yeah, I don't, I don't think that would be a good thing. Like, if I want to pee, I want to pee. <laughs> but what about an instant orgasm drug? You just take a shot and you jizz your pants. But then again, jerking off is probably just a lot easier. Who doesn't have the time to like you know jerk off? So like, I got I, I need to bust a nut. And I don't have time. Let me just take a shot real quick. <clears throat> okay, I can go about my day. <laughs> if you're that busy, dude, take a step back. You need to you need to relax and enjoy life. <laughs> why, why do I envision like quagmire? Like. <laughs> Remember when he discovered internet porn and he had the one <laughs> muscular arm, now he's going to discover orgasm injections. And <laughs> Oh, what if it's like, you know, like some people that have the, uh, like diabetics have that built in, like they insert, they put that, but still, uh, whatever, uh, uh, pump in them that just when they need, uh, insulin, it just automatically pumps insulin for them. What if it, they come up with some kind of des- uh, device you just like plug in? It's like, you just hit a button and you're like, Ehh! it's like a phone app. Oh, time for my, you know, bust my 330 load. Let me hit this button on my phone and then, you know, fucking make a mess of my pants. <laughs> uh, see, this is why I'm glad you're back. I can't have these conversations with Amanda. She would make fun of me. <laughs> I, I, I think they probably already have this. Somewhere with sex robots and uh, everything else. Oh. Uh, well... Speaking of sex robots, <laughs> Jesus, San Francisco uh, uh, reverses decision to let police uh, use robots to kill citizens. <laughs> uh, congratulations. Yeah, this is the, probably one of the dumbest fucking things I've read. Uh, um, basically, 
last week, the San Francisco Board of Supervisors voted in favor of approving a policy that allow police to use robots with lethal force uh, when the risk of loss of life to members of the public or officers is imminent and officers cannot subdue the threat after using alternative force options or de-escalation tactics. And then a week later, they, you know, they approved this in a eight to three vote. Well, a week later after getting pressure from, from groups as called stop murder bots. Yeah. That's kind of an obvious name for your uh, group. Uh, decided, oh, this is a slippery soap. We need to kind of put more safeguards in place to, to, uh, uh, so we're going to reverse this decision again with an eight to three vote after, you know, fucking only a, a week later, like, uh, maybe, maybe we shouldn't, shouldn't have murder bots. <laughs> God. Fucking flip flopping motherfuckers. We just keep edging closer and closer to Terminators. <laughs> and one of the things they, that they, they're reasoning for, uh, repelling this to like you know look at it more and uh apply safeguards is what if the robots get hacked and turn on police these aren't like robot robots they're basically your your remote controlled like bomb disposal robots that they attach some kind of lethal force device to it's not something that you know you know, it's not like AI that's suddenly going to go wild. It's basically, a, it's basically the fucking remote control car bombs from Call of Duty. <laughs> and also, what kind of pussies are are, are uh, fucking San Francisco that it's like we need to like write an official policy to approve this? No, free men don't ask permission. <laughs> Dallas did this shit four years ago when they had a they had a guy uh, uh, ambush, kill a bunch of people at a parade, and then hold up in a building where it was unsafe to go in and take this guy out because the cops had to go down a long hallway, basically a fucking funnel of death. And there was like, we can't let this guy continue to be a threat to the public, but going in to get him would guarantee at least some officers are going to get killed. So they strapped two pounds of C4 to a bomb disposal robot, drove that motherfucker in and jihadded him. <laughs> oh. So it's like one of those, like it's got to be like an extreme situation where there's no, other way to stop the threat but it's yeah it's like fuck we didn't have permission for that shit we're like hey guys i got some c4 we got a robot let's take care of this shit <laughs> and then someone's got to go write a policy and fuck it all up <laughs> yeah that's the difference between doers and policy writers yeah and, you know and even like the uh, like chief of uh the san francisco pd was like no this is something with uh these robots would uh or whatever would be used to incap ah, incapacitate, disorient, violent, armed, or dangerous subjects who pose a risk to, of loss of life. These robots would be a last resort. We're not just going to be like blowing fuckers up willy nilly with uh, <laughs> with terminators. I mean, that would be cool though. Get a fucking point across. Yeah, like a fucking grenade on a damn uh, DJ Magic Pro drone just whoop, through the window. And <laughs> uh, yeah, so. We, we had murder bots there for a week and then San Francisco said no more murder bots, but everyone else like, Hey, just don't ask permission. <laughs> murder face, murder face, murder face. Uh, but still, still cool to do in Texas. And those fuckers don't have a policy. They're just like, fuck this. <laughs> we're we're going to, we're going to ro roll our motor bots, murder bots in there and take out the fuckers. But that's all I got for you this week. Uh, stay tuned for some nerd news. And now it's time for all things nerdy in the nerd news. 
and welcome to Nerd News. Yeah, news! And in this rendition of news, bears do cocaine. <laughs> and if you've ever wondered what a bear looked like on cocaine, well, there's going to be a full feature film <laughs> based on... I, I think this is actually based on, like, true events. Yeah, like, there was literally... They found a bear that had OD'd on cocaine. <laughs> I don't uh, think the whole, like, terrorizing a town part is real, but I did look up the real story, and basically, guys smuggling cocaine jumped out of a plane with, like, 70 pounds of coke, and his parachute didn't open, and he, like, nosedived into somebody's driveway. Well, apparently, the plane went down, like, out in the woods somewhere, and hunters later on found a bear that had, like, you know, ate a fuck ton of cocaine and OD'd. But here's the funny part. They taxidermied the bear, and you can actually see it. It's in, like, in a mall in Kentucky. <laughs> and was once owned by Waylon, Je- Waylon Jennings. <laughs> All right. The more you know. Thank oh. you for that useless information. They call him Pablo Escobar. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, make it stop. It's my uh. first day back. <laughs> Yeah, this is one of those things that popped up, and I was like, this is, can't be a real story. And now we have a trailer for it. I'm like, this is fucking amazing. You know, so I got to see... R.I.P. The... Ray Liotta. It's his last movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I got to see uh, the the trailer and all its wonderful glory um, prior to Violent Night. <laughs> yeah, seeing it on the big screen it makes it even more fucked up. Yes. Like, this is a real thing. <laughs> like... It's like Cujo, but Bear Joe. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that that will be releasing on February 24th, just after, you know, Valentine's. A nice, a nice feel-good Valentine movie. <laughs> I'm fine with that. Oh, moving right. <laughs> the part right. when he snorts a line off that guy's severed leg. <laughs> I mean, it's not a stripper, at, I mean, anus. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to end up on the naughty list. Oh, I can't! I can't wait to see this. <laughs> I mean, it just looks like it's going to be horrible. <laughs> it's going to be a train wreck. Oh, but it's going to be a great! It's going to be a great train wreck. <laughs> just can't look away. I can't do it, man. Uh up next we got our next look at Transformers: Rise of the Beast. Got a uh, you know a couple minute teaser trailer. Um. This will be coming out in June 2023. Yeah, anyone who's a fan of the old uh, Beast Wars uh, Transformers, it's like, we get to see them in live action finally. Yeah, I mean, we... Old Optimus Primal. Yeah, we've been, you know, talking about wanting, you know, to see the Beast Wars and, and everything. So and Even Prime looks like 80s Prime, like the design of them. Yeah. So it looks see, like I, old G1 Transformers. Like, I, I like the retro, you know, kicking it old school vibe and look and everything else. Um, the only thing I didn't see in the trailer was there was a rat. I was like, I want to see the rat guy. I like the rat guy in the cartoons. But we also get, you know, shout out to Cybertronic Spree, our first live action RC. Like, RC makes an appearance in the... Uh, and I saw so many things on Instagram with uh, RC from Cybertronic Spree going, Look, I'm in a movie now! <laughs> she was super excited about that. Yes. That is awesome. So June 2023, if all things, you know, hold true. Uh, we also got our trailer for Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Um, 
I kind of feel like, you know, at this point, like, our... The trailer kind of scares because it looks like there's a lot of people going to die. <laughs> there's a lot of pictures of people being really sad. I'm like, all right, who are they going to kill off this time around? <laughs> yeah, I, uh... I don't know, you know, is this going to be the final Guardians? Like... Because Pro- I know James Gunn just took a job, like, running, like, the fucking DC, uh... Uh, expanded universe. He's going to be like over all the DC movies, kind of like Feige is of the Marvel movies. So, I mean, this may be the last, I mean, I'm sure the guardians will show up in other Marvel films, but may this probably be the last like, James Gunn, uh, Marvel or James Gunn guardian movie, at least. Yeah. I, you know, I don't know. Like this trailer was not the light hearted, like, <laughs> fun soundtrack good, that we normally you know, get. Yeah, this looks like there's going to be some bad shit go down. Yeah, absolutely. So where like where does all of this go with the snap and everything like or the blip, whatever the fuck we call it these days? Well, you've not watched the uh Guardians Christmas special yet, but apparently the Guardians have taken over if you remember nowhere, the like the severed head in space. The Guardians have taken that over and is and are building like a community. Like they they're they're the now ones running that that planet. So yeah, who knows? <laughs> and, you know, you know the you know Marvel looks like they're building up to the big bad being King the Conqueror this time around. You know he's gonna be he was in the Loki series and now he's gonna be in the new Ant Man. So who knows where this leads us next in the <laughs> yeah the in the build up of the you know next uh kind of big bad of marvel well uh we have the return of indiana jones <laughs> grandpa jones grandpa jones god damn yep. harrison ford is looking old as fuck <laughs> uh, and I, this I, one uh, from the vehicles and stuff looks like it's set in the 60s uh so i guess he'll be fighting russians this time around because the nazis should be gone by now <laughs> Stack up Nancy's. Sick of all these Nancy's. But yeah, Harrison, you know, definitely showing his age. But he's starting to look like Clint Eastwood a little. <laughs> Which he's going to be. You know, we talked about it earlier uh, when the episode right here. He's going to be the new uh, Thunderbolt Ross in the MCU because uh, the original actor passed away. So I mean, he's he's still doing it. <laughs> still cracking the whip. Yep. <laughs> One thing in the trailer where he's like tries to like throw the whip out and everyone's just like dude we got guns <laughs> he's like oh fuck <laughs> it's fine I'll catch the bullets with my whip <laughs> whip it good whip it real good well you can officially whip it on June 30th <laughs> whip it out <laughs> when you're faced with uh, lions or Nazis just whip it out <laughs> limas uh, and I mean, we talked about Marvel. Let's continue talking about Marvel. Let's talk about Star Wars and uh, our season three release date for The Mandalorian. Woo-hoo. I'm rocking my Mandalorian shirt today. My nice uh, camo mythosaur skull. Got your Mando, <laughs> your Mandu. Hell yeah. Um, I, I think I'm going to get my CZ Scorpion like customized and make a Mando Scorpion. <laughs> That would be kind of cool, I think. I haven't seen a lot of those. But yeah, uh, March 1st, just in time for our birthday month. Uh, 
Hells yes. Start the so, month off right. So we'll be able to get, you know, Cocaine Bear on February 24th just to get us amped up for <laughs> Mandalorian Season 3 on March 1st. Damn right. <laughs> <laughs> and then John Wick, I think, by the end of the month. So, yeah, we're, March is going to be a good time for movies for us. <laughs> Cocaine Bear, Mandalorian, John Wick. <laughs> Speaking of which, Terran Tactical Innovations, the Hollywood gun guru and creator of most of John Wick's firearms, has released the John Wick 4 gun, uh, a.k.a. the Pit Viper, uh, with an MSRP of $7,000. <laughs> so you too can be like John Wick if you've got a bunch of those Continental Gold coins laying around, because that's a goddamn expensive pistol. <laughs> I have a continental gold coin. <laughs> yeah, mine's fake. I don't know. So yeah, I can like the most expensive pistol I own is like twelve hundred dollar war poet, but yeah, seven grand. Holy shit. <laughs> like it better have an auto lock on, like <laughs> auto fire, auto reload. Like it, it better just come needs... with cocaine and hookers for that price. <laughs> just better do everything. Yeah. Like I should just have to think about pulling a trigger. <laughs> yeah. I just have to wish a motherfucker would, and it pulls itself out and shoots them. <laughs> oh. So, any other news, tidbits, anything you want to share with the folks at home? That's all we got this week. Uh, check us out on CigarNerdPodcast.com. We're on the ESO Network dot co- at ESONetwork.com. We're on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Cigar Nerd Pod. We're on the YouTubes at Cigar Nerd Podcast. Uh, our Cigar Nerds podcast on uh, on YouTube's. Uh, now that they've added the handles, where you can just go at whatever to find shit. Uh, get your shirts at Real Men Smoke Cigars. Since I'm losing all this weight, I need to order a whole bunch of new ones because none of them fit anymore. Uh, get your energy at StrikeForceEnergy.com. Promo code Cigar Nerds. And with that, ho ho ho, fuckers. And this has been a recording of the Cigar Nerd Podcast. We are your hosts, Smoking Joe and Brad Jackson. Join us next time for more adventures in nerddom. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network. Your station for all things geek.